In the holy name of Jesus, amen. It's always been one of my favorite Lenten hymns, and this is my, one of my favorite verses of that hymn. Verse six of my song is love unknown. In life, no house, no home, my Lord on earth might have. In death, no friendly tomb, but what a stranger gave. What may I say? Heaven was his home, but mine, the tomb wherein he lay. This verse has struck me as especially poignant this Lent with our theme of homecoming. We've been talking so much about what it means to be home. And because a week and a half ago we laid my father to rest. I do a lot of funerals and I do a lot of burials, but his coffin and staring down into his grave. To be honest, that's the thought that's disturbed me the most, my father's body in his tomb. Heaven was his own home, but mine the tomb wherein he lay. My tomb is my inevitable home, my fate, my destiny. The wages of sin is death. Death is the payout, the end result of our sins. Because, you see, God is life. And sin rejects him and alienates us from him. So, no God means no life. Death. And what an awful home the grave is. Cold, dark, lifeless, loveless. In fact, it's not a home. It's the opposite of home. It's the anti-home. And if it's my fate, then, it's going to shape everything else in my life. During our Lenten midweek journey, for those of you able to join us, we talked about being home-free. We journeyed with ancient Israel from the land of slavery in Egypt to the land of freedom, the promised land. And the point was this, that we ourselves have to move from greater forms of slavery, but to greater forms of freedom, greater freedom in Christ. And so we talked about moving from the slavery of fear to the freedom of faith, from the slavery of running the rat race to the freedom of rest, from sensuality to self-control, from craving to contentment, from pessimism to possibilities. But to be truly home and home free, we have to leave the slavery of death for the freedom of life. If we don't, then death rules everything. Hebrews 2.15 says that the fear of death subjects us to lifelong slavery. If I'm going to die and lay in a tomb and then that's it, well then what's the point of faith, of rest, of self-control, of contentment, of possibilities? 
What's the point of life? If death is always hanging over my head, then I will be ruled by the fear of dying, which then says, hurry! Hurry! Be a slave to that rat race. Time is running out. And live to indulge your sensuality. Try to make yourself happy. Try. For these few, but otherwise miserable fleeting moments. And constantly crave more. Get as much as you can, as long as you can. Don't let anybody stop you. Think only about yourself. And of course, then, that means pessimism rules the day. If the tomb is my home, if that's my faith, then what does it matter? What hope is there? The fuller context of Hebrews 2 says this. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, Jesus himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. Freedom. From his cross, you heard Jesus say, it is finished. The work of reversing that ancient curse of death is now completed. Death is finished. And at the tail end, you heard Joseph of Arimathea, with the help of his friend Nicodemus, they take the body of Jesus and they prepare it for burial. And it says this, Now, in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. And in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. A new tomb in which no one had been laid. Matthew tells us that it was actually Joseph's own tomb. Having prepared at some point for his own inevitable fate, Joseph had cut his own home out of lifeless rock. But see, it wasn't just Joseph's tomb. It was my tomb, your tomb, my dad's tomb. Heaven was his home, but mine the tomb wherein he lay. Oh, yeah. Jesus beat Joseph to it. He got there first. He beat us to the punch. He took the punch of death, and he took out the punch of death. So now, now, now his the tomb in which we lay. All who are baptized into Christ have died with Christ and are buried with Christ and will rise with Christ. And so when we die, His the tomb in which we lay and His tomb couldn't hold Him in and it won't hold us in. Yes, it was a rocky, lifeless tomb. 
But his tomb was also in a garden, a place of life. You remember God gave Adam and Eve a garden. It was a place of life, a verdant place where he dwelled with them. But it was their sin that turned Eden into a place of death, a graveyard. But Jesus goes to the garden in death in order to make it a place of life once again. Sin destroyed, death destroyed. Now nothing separates us from him, our God, the God of life. No, no, no. The tomb is not our home. Not anymore. Our home is his home. Heaven was his home. Heaven is his home. Heaven is your home. Heaven is my home. We have no fear in death. When we take our last breath, Jesus will say, welcome home. Glory be to Jesus. Amen.